Once again, to the Merit Shop Pod, a production of Associated Builders and Contractors of Michigan. I am your host, Jeff Wiggins, State Director for ABC of Michigan, coming to you from Freedom Studio B, also known as my basement. And of course, you're going to hear the occasional slams, screams, and other noises coming from above me as my children, while practicing proper social distancing, uh, have no concern or frankly care about the noise they are producing and how it may interfere with this recording. So I appreciate you bearing with me during these difficult times. Today we have a very special interview. We have uh, Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky, who chatted with us minutes after Governor Whitmer announced an extension of her stay-at-home order. Now, the order looks similar to the Uh, first stay-at-home order that she had put in place, uh, speaking specifically to essential services and critical infrastructure workforce. Basically, if you are not considered an essential worker and and vital to the critical infrastructure of what's going on right now, you're advised to stay at home. In fact, you're required to stay at home, practice proper social distancing. And uh, she did go into a little more detail in this executive order, speaking specifically to several issues that have been brought up over the past couple of weeks. For example, there was questions about whether you could go stay at your uh, second home or residence. You know, for some of us, that would be, uh, you know, a cottage or a, a place up north or on the west side of the state, somewhere on the water. And this executive order specifically says that after April 10th, uh, you essentially got to pick one place to stay uh, throughout this time through April 30th. Another uh, thing that's going to directly affect the construction industry or not affect the construction industry is that the governor's executive order specifically says that the state will continue to follow the federal guidance from March 19th from the Department of Homeland Security when it comes to defining essential services and critical infrastructure workforce. And it will not be based on any subsequent guidance, any guidance that was issued after that. Uh, Specifically, uh, while not naming it, I believe she's referring to the March 28th guidance document that was released by the Department of Homeland Security that broadened uh, the type of what would be considered essential services or what would be considered critical infrastructure workforce. So as far as we can tell right now, if you are a builder, a contractor, someone working in construction, uh, nothing in this executive order will change how you're operating uh, in regards to being deemed an essential service or critical infrastructure workforce. Of course, uh, we are recording this right after the order was released. We are still trying to follow the comments from legislative leaders, the interpretations that are going to be presented by uh, reporters, pundits, etc. And of course, if anything changes, if there's anything that we feel needs to be brought to your attention, uh, whether as a member of ABC or or simply a listener of the podcast, uh, it is our goal to make that available to you as soon as possible. We'll put it on our social media. We'll send it out to our members uh, via email. 
But of course, always feel free to reach out to us. We have our COVID-19 page up at abcmi.com. It is www.abcmi.com slash news slash COVID-19. And of course, all social media is at ABC Michigan. So that is the update so far. Like I said, we'll, we'll get as much as we can out to you as it comes in. But let's not delay any longer. Let's get right to our interview with Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky. Joining us on our podcast now is a very special guest, uh, Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky. We actually were recording this, what is today? I always forget, Thursday, uh, just after the governor announced her new uh, executive order, the extended stay-at-home executive order. And first of all, Senate Majority Leader, thank you for, for joining me on our podcast here. You're welcome, Jeff. I'm glad to be with you and your uh, clients and cohorts. This is a really important message for us to convey. Absolutely. So we are... I mean, simply minutes, minutes, if not just a little over an hour removed from the governor's uh, extension of her stay-at-home order. Can we get your initial thoughts on, on what she unveiled today? We had worked feverishly over the last three days trying to uh, help the governor move in a direction that's more favorable to the health of Michigan families. And I mean that in the, in the most sincere way. We provided all kinds of examples, opportunities, and proof that there are ways to move from this definition of essential to safe uh, behaviors for safe workplaces and gave her all kinds of uh, data to support that businesses know how to operate their businesses and people know how to behave in a safe way, just as safe at work as they are at home. Um, The executive order that she just announced basically ignored all of that input and uh, not only did it ex- extend the, ex- the stay home, stay safe order, which frankly I in general support because I think we still need to have extreme discipline on unnecessary social interactions and travel, uh, but it completely missed the mark on recognizing that uh, there's a bit of tone deafness going on right now with regards to the appetite of Michigan's people and, and uh, support, continuing to support this, frankly, com- complete lockdown. Uh, this executive order did a couple of things. One was brand new that we didn't even know about, and that is restricting people's uh, travel between homes that they own, which is astounding to me that we would even contemplate uh, doing that. It also adds on more restrictions for retailers, which is virtually unenforceable because they want somebody, a retailer, to cordon off sections of their stores where they're selling things that are quote unquote unessential. Well, I guarantee you that I can find something in every aisle that somebody might need at some point in time that would be essential. And so it's an indefensible and unenforceable order and uh, unnecessary. I have no problem with uh, store owners controlling the number of people going through their stores and distancing and all that. But to expect them to go through with that kind of granular detail is a ridiculous requirement that is unenforceable. And it's just going to create a lot of havoc across the uh, across the entire spectrum. You can tell by the tone of my voice, I'm a little frustrated because I thought we were uh, having a good dialogue about moving in a direction that was more amenable to what's actually happening in Michigan. And right now, um, I lost a little confidence in that, but we are not going to give up the fight. We believe strongly that there's this opportunity now for us to move uh, toward a condition where we hold businesses and individuals accountable for being safe, operating safe, designing a 
workplace is safe and uh, moving slowly along that process. But now she wants us to be in complete lockdown until the end of April. And she sent a signal in her message in a press conference that would likely occur to extend beyond that. So that's my quick summary of the executive order. I have not been able to read it in detail uh, yet. Uh, I'll, be pre- I'll be briefed on it as soon as you and I get off this call. So I guess you did answer my next question, uh, Mr. Leader, was that, you know, what kind of communication had you had with the governor's office up until this point? Because it it was it was the, the appearance was given that uh, at up to a certain point, all three leaders, the, the governor, the speaker of the House and you, the Senate majority leader, were all kind of maybe not on the same page from a uh, what would you do? What wouldn't you do perspective? But you were still the communication was there. And from what you're telling me, it sounds that that may have broken down a little bit. When we negotiated the most recent negative supplemental and, and cut a bunch of spending and directed it toward the, uh, the use of the fight against this virus, a part of that negotiation was she would give us at least 24 hours notice on the next executive orders, plural, and she has. And we've been providing input, and in many cases, they've accepted that input. But on this particular one, uh, we had uh, more than 24 hours notice, but they added new things in at the end and basically didn't adopt hardly any of our suggestions. And so uh, this has gone to a new era now. I, f- I believe from my in my heart that uh, at the beginning of this process, when she called for the stay home, stay safe orders, uh, I was encouraging everybody to enthusiastically support that so we could arrest the spread, which I believe we have, with the exception of certain hotspot areas of the state. Um, But there was a definite change today in the tenor of the uh, tone, in the tone of the uh, executive order announcement. And there frankly was way too much politics involved in this particular order too. Uh, I understand that the concern, the real concern about the disproportionate effect of this virus on certain populations. But that does not that does not deserve a special task force at this time to reduce poverty. Those are those are that is I tell you why that's dangerous. It diverts us from paying attention to the things that we need to pay most attention to. We can come back to that, but right now we can't change that, and uh, it's just disappointing that uh, we've that has been raised up to this level. I'm not in any way denying that it that it's there, uh, but we all know it's been clear from the beginning that. Uh, comorbidities and underlying conditions are the one, the one, the things that drive the virus to having having its uh, worst possible outcomes. And we also know that certain populations in this state are disproportionately experiencing those comorbidities and underlying conditions. We're not going to solve that overnight, and it's a distraction right now to even bring it up. Well, you you do, uh, I guess, on a more positive note, you in the Senate, you did create this bipartisan task force, uh, work group task force, you know, kind of aimed at uh, getting our economy back uh, up and running once this all slows down. Uh, You said it was bipartisan. You're working with uh, industry groups out there, elected officials. Uh, Maybe a little update on, on what that's looking like and, I guess, how this new executive order maybe affects the work they might be doing. Well, it doesn't, it's not going to affect the work they're doing. They're doing great work. Senator Horn is leading this group. Is, uh, he has five colleagues, two uh, other Republicans and three Democrat senators. They're all fantastic, and they're all focused on, uh, on achieving the same goal. And what they're doing is I'm going to paint you a picture here 
uh, Jeff, uh, I'm going to call it a business spectrum picture. On the far left end of that spectrum are sole proprietor businesses that people that work generally work alone, uh, have virtually no interaction with the public. And you know, we'll pick out a, a window washer or a uh, pool cleaner or a, a lawnmower uh, professional. Those folks have very small hurdles to achieve high levels of, of personal and public safety as they do their business. And so we are working on, and at the other end of the spectrum, that's the simplest one. The other end of the spectrum is if you and I, Jeff, were to try to put together a rock concert at Ford Field next week, the safety levels, the safety precautions and requirements and regulations, they're just not achievable right now to provide the kind of safety that public would need to do that. But in between those two uh, points of that spectrum are where most of your uh, uh, clients and most of your uh, members operate. And there are very clear uh, examples of businesses able to run their business safely, protect their employees, protect their customers, protect the public, and um, and operate in a way in which you know their employees are not experiencing anywhere near the infection rate that the rest of the public is. And so we want to start at the left end of the spectrum and slowly move to the right. And uh, we'll be making recommendations as early as tomorrow to the government on how to do that with those with those uh, first level those first level of uh, I, I would just call them uh, simpler to execute business models. Right. Well, and and you know that executive order is going through April thirtieth. The governor said it's we're not just going to turn on the the spigot full blast right away uh, on May first. And and it seems like a lot of the work that business group that that bipartisan group is doing uh, could help ease our way into that with those type of recommendations. So I guess that make that would make sense. And ABC, we are we are a safety first organization. So our members are, are about job site safety, number one. So uh, I think we could get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, ideas that that group's going to have is it's going to align with a lot of the way we think on, on projects, too. But you uh, want to let you go, sir. And thank you for your time. But before you leave, what what is the next big uh, thing that you f- foresee on the horizon over the next couple of weeks? during during this uh, these unprecedented times, if you will. Well, the biggest thing we're working on is what we just talked about, and that is laying out some recommendations to the governor so that we can't, don't have to wait until April 30th to start rolling out the economy. We do it starting it now, bit by bit by bit. And so that is the number one number one goal of the uh, of the Senate. And I believe the number one goal should be of the state. Uh, the second goal would be working on uh, budgets because we're going to be billion dollars effects, negative effects on our budget, both this budget year and the following budget year. And that's no small lift either. And so our appropriation teams are going to be uh, really, really focused on uh, on that work, which is not going to be not going to be easy. So getting us back to work safely is the first uh, objective. And secondly, working on the budget to make sure that we're delivering a constitutionally required balanced budget. Let me just uh, put one more plug in for you and your members and anybody listening to this. The most important thing we can do is demonstrate extreme attention and compliance with what I call the new big three, hygiene, distancing, and masks. The new big three, hygiene, distancing, and masks. We need to do that to demonstrate to the governor that we can be responsible so she can start opening up the economy. And then the last thing I want to share with your listeners is do this. Live, love, and work smartly. Thank you, Jeff. 
Thank you, Senator. We appreciate your time and uh, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Certainly some interesting thoughts from Senate Majority Leader Shirky there on the governor's extension of her stay-at-home executive order, keeping Michigan residents at home except for essential services or if they're part of the critical infrastructure workforce as outlined in the March 18th federal guidance. I want to thank Senate Majority Leader Shirky for taking time out of his busy schedule today and joining us. Of course, we also want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Merit Shop Pod, and we'll continue to provide interviews, updates, resources like this as quickly and as often as we can. Now, feel free to keep up with everything we're doing at ABC of Michigan. We're on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at ABC Michigan, and of course you can subscribe to our podcast using the audio platform of your choosing. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And as always, until next time, be well, my friends.